Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at managing editor of fightful.com, fightfulwrestling.com. Check us out. We get all your uh, wrestling news, exclusives, photos, videos, podcasts. We got those for boxing and MMA, too. Check out those individual pages. Go over to our Twitter page right now. Retweet uh, the Chuck Liddell tweet that is up there, and you can register to win a free pay-per-view viewing of the Chuck Liddell-Tito Ortiz fight this weekend. We did a preview on the MMA podcast uh, today. That's also worth checking out. Also, our pinned tweet at Fightful Online. You want to listen to your boy, Polo. Check it out ahead of Listen to Your Boy 100. I think we might be giving stuff away all throughout that show at Listen to Your Boy 100, November 28th. Make sure you peep it. Got Alex Palowski joining me today. Alex, what's up? I have decided to uh, to alter the location from which I am broadcasting, getting closer to the internet, and see yes. if that changes things so we might not have a repeat of last night. Although... Tonight's podcast might be so short that we yeah. don't worry about those things. So it, it is a drastic difference, I can tell you right now. Let's go ahead and get some of the news items out of the way. Well, out of the way, that'll take up probably half the broadcast. <laughs> <clears throat> Braun Strowman, apparently, legit elbow injury, but not expecting him out that long. Although, after what we saw in Raw last night, any amount of time could be too long. Yeah, no, I mean, maybe, I mean, I obviously he needs the surgery. Uh, same basic thing that he had to take care of, uh, about a year and a half ago, I guess. Um, uh, but, uh, maybe they're betting on absence makes the heart grow fonder. Maybe. It also seems as if emulation makes the heart grow fonder is, is one of the, the ways they're taking it. I also reported a story today. Well, actually, Jeremy Lambert reported the story, and then I followed up on it. Enzo Amore, after he got booted out of Survivor Series, and let me tell you, my inbox has lit up like none other for this. Maybe one other thing. I think uh, I think the final deletion or whatever it was had a lot of people in my inbox talking about that because 
that was wild. But man, wrestlers and talent have been all too happy to talk about Enzo. And Enzo talked a little bit about them at his concert in LA on Monday. He said that he got kicked out of the locker room last year for punching a bully in the face. I reached out to probably about a half dozen wrestlers thinking, they're going to shoot this story down. There's no way that's true. And all of them said, nope, he punched somebody. <laughs> and I was like, damn, who? And none of them would give me a name. Wow. So there was a lot that went into this. And I'll read the message directly as I got it from one of them because the story wasn't quite what Enzo made it out to be that he was fighting a bully. He said, or one of the people said, a sucker punch from the side when he was being chewed out for doing some dumb shit, which wow. happened very often. The boys made a deal to keep it quiet as the locker room didn't want uh, the guy's name out in the news at that time for a couple of reasons. But yeah, the incident completely happened. Enzo was truly delusional to the reality he existed in. Everybody in the biz has been clowning on his stupidity. I had one wrestler who joked that they would put Lisa, the security guard, as a minus 500 favorite in a fist fight against Enzo. I had a wrestler who I told you off the air contacted me and was in stitches over a lot of the Lisa jokes. Um, another wrestler said, I don't think it's any surprise that anybody who could stand Enzo for any length of time is no longer with the company because that reflects on them. And I'm like, damn, man, I've never seen... I I have covered wrestling in a pretty amicable time, Alex. Yeah. The era of the shoot interview isn't necessarily like upon us or anything. The the shoot interview and burying people in those even that went away so long ago and that was primarily now wrestlers interview they get interviewed for free. Right. They're not getting paid to essentially bury people as much anymore. That, that market isn't the same. Uh, and I can tell you, we get a lot more traffic off of people saying positive things about other wrestlers mm -hmm. than negative ones. And this is a situation I can tell you. I Several of the people were like, yeah, if, if I could go on the record with you, I would, because they're just not thrilled about it. I had one say, it's funny that he tries to pretend he's above pro wrestling, but he shows up in WWE mock merchandise. He paid to have a title belt customized. Yeah, it was it was a total burial in my messages this weekend over Enzo Amore. My God, and ultimately, I think that's probably what Enzo wants. He wants as much of that as he can get. Yeah, no, absolutely, that makes perfect sense to me. That uh, he's just craving any kind of attention. Um, he he was he was an attention whore basically when he was an active wrestler. Like that was his whole shtick was I'll say or do anything that will get eyes on me. And now that he's not, you know, in the business, I think that he craves that more than ever. And I can absolutely see how that would get on everybody's very last nerve. Another guy followed up with me and they said, oh, he didn't just get off the tour bus, get kicked off the tour bus. He didn't just get kicked out of the locker room. He was also then told, hey, by the way, don't change anywhere adjoining to the locker room either. Wow. Uh, with one quote being, go find a broom closet somewhere. Everything from leaving trash around to having people backstage that WWE officials told him not to have backstage to uh, talking loudly on his cell phone. I think actually you did a story about that last year. Yeah, yeah. About how he was <laughs> caught like bragging and showing up messed up to uh, nightclubs and things like that. Well, 
here's the hoping that, that maybe he grows from a situation no matter what, because if if you can't grow from some of the situations that he's already been through, I don't know what can make you grow. We've we've all said and done stupid shit. I'll yeah. tell you what, man, when I was younger, I used to say and do all kinds of stupid shit that I regret and look back on and I'm like, man, I'm not that person. But my God, the guy is what, thirty? Yeah. I did a lot of stupid shit too, but I was 32, 32 in a couple weeks. Yeah. Like I I was 19, 20, 21. Uh, I didn't do it when I was in my early thirties. Yep. Yeah. He's, he'll be 32 this month or next month. We got SmackDown to talk about. Let's go ahead and do it. (laughs) Reminder guys, join our live coverage every Tuesday, 8 PM Eastern. Opening segment, we see uh, highlights of Sunday's pay-per-view, and Charlotte Flair comes out to gloat. Charlotte says that she doesn't regret what she did to Ronda Rousey and won't apologize for what she did to Rousey. Paige comes out and said that she's happy about it, but isn't happy about Charlotte beating up officials and says that she is going to find Charlotte $100,000. A lot of Charlotte's performance tonight, the, the best term that I could use is try hard. Yeah. It seemed very try-hard tonight, Alex. Yeah, it seemed like she was trying to play Becky Lynch. Like, it was like, um, she was, it, it, here's, here's, to use a parlance uh, that we would use in the theater world, it seemed like she was Becky Lynch's understudy. And Becky Lynch has been playing this role for several weeks now, and, and she got hurt or sick, and she can't go on tonight. So her understudy is Charlotte, who comes in and says all the lines the way that Becky Lynch would say them, but not really. Yeah. And so it's not quite the same, but you can tell she's playing the same character. And this this reeks to me of uh, Becky's got to go away for a while, so we're going to try and transfer all of the heat that she was getting to you. That's what that's what it feels like. I don't know if that's true, but it feel it felt like that tonight, especially. I think the best that I've ever seen Charlotte is her basically playing Ric Flair Jr., which a lot of people criticized her for yeah. because they said that wasn't her. And I'm thinking, says who? Yeah. I mean, she grew up with Ric Flair as her father. Yeah. If she's play, she is Ric Flair Jr. That's who she is as a that, that's and there's nothing wrong with that. Growing up with a father who is the best period, growing up as a, a very good gymnast and a good athlete in her own right. For the love of God, her brother Reed was an outstanding amateur wrestler. By all accounts, the least successful member of her family was still a WCW United States champion. I mean, she grew up in a family that was full of of success for better or for worse. I don't think there's anything wrong with her her rocking with that either because this seemed like it tried a little bit too hard. Yeah. Um, The Iconics interrupt. I've missed them a lot. They want the money that Charlotte is about to give up, but Charlotte wants to fight them instead. We get two very quick matches. Charlotte controls things against Billy Kay until Peyton uh, distracts and leads to her getting booted on the floor. Flair gets sent into the middle turnbuckle on a after a pin attempt, which I loved how uh, Charlotte had Billy stacked and Billy kicking out launched Charlotte into the buckle. But a natural selection wins it. Charlotte wants to face Peyton next and says that she'll fight Flair and Square, which I did chuckle at. Mm-hmm. And it's really short. It ends in a DQ when Billy gets involved. What did you think of the matches that led up to this point? Because Charlotte technically 2-0 tonight. That 
that I'm completely fine with. Yeah, no, that that's fine. I, I liked seeing uh, Peyton and Billy. I did. I did wish they would have explained better what their reasoning was. Like, hey, Paige, you're gonna find Charlotte. Can we have the money? I'm pretty sure that's not how fines work. But okay, like maybe they thought that's how that works in America. Um, but no, I, I love seeing them. I I honestly feel like this is something they could do. Uh, a lot is like have back-to-back matches and stuff like that because they've worked so well as a tandem. Uh, Peyton Royce impersonating things badly will always be fun. I really enjoy it. Um, so yeah, just get this again. Here is a yet another. Um, there were there were three instances tonight um, of why the, the women need tag belts. The Iconics are made for a tag division. You're, you're, you're teaming up Naomi and Asuka together because, you know, they you have nothing else for them to do, even though they're former champions. Um, and Mandy and Sonya, if, if they're actually getting along, they're a great they – could, they could be a, a well uh, addition to the tag team division. So, again, you just have these people out there doing stuff as tag teams, but for no reason because there's no division. I am completely down with NXT TV, NXT UK – Raw and SmackDown, instead of having pointless tag matches, having tag matches from a 16-team tournament mm-hmm. that builds these. Hey, how about having a couple of those NXT UK girls on Raw, even if, if it's in a losing effort? Yeah. Get, get them a little bit of exposure. How about bringing back Trish and Lita for this tournament? Sure. Call up Beth Phoenix. Say, hey, how about you team with Natalia? We've got some teams that, that means that it can like pay homage to their past, present, and future. And I would be down for that. I would love that and see the culmination. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that a little bit later. Charlotte double spears the Iconics, beats them down along the barricade and the stairs. This was one 30-minute attempt to try to make Charlotte Flair like the anti-hero badass. And the thing is, I believe her as a badass. Yeah, She is a six-foot-tall, built-like-a-machine, with a great gas tank, fun person to watch. It's just a lot of this seemed to try hard. And Becky Lynch said as much on social media. Did she? Uh, yeah. Uh, somebody said, is the man going to make an appearance tonight at Becky Lynch? And she said, I think I already have. I got fined $100,000 and beat the Iconics, apparently. <laughs> that's that's gold. So Becky either, is so good on social media. So that leads me to believe one of two things, Alex. Either... She really believes that, and she'll get herself over doing that. Or this is all intentional, which I don't put that above either, because they are getting very, very wise to a lot of this stuff with the women. It it, it could be intentional, uh, and it could be you know Becky getting herself over. Um, I, I mean, I also feel like there's certainly a kernel of truth there in Becky being like, really, I, I, I an errant punch by a totally unsafe worker, random thing. And I have to go out for a little while and you're just going to try and turn Charlotte into me. Really? Yeah. Let's see. Let's see how that works. Um, because I think that all people that were, that were cheering for Charlotte to like, you know, beat down Rhonda on behalf of Becky were watching tonight going like, Hey, no, that's, you don't have to, you can, you can stop that now. Yeah. That's not authentic at all. Next up is Miz TV. Miz gets a really good ovation in LA, as he should. He tells Shane McMahon that he is a stan, which I thought was funny. They go back and forth, and basically Miz gets down to nut-cutting time and says, 
I, I want you to be my tag team partner. Mm-hmm. And I like this dynamic. I like this interaction. Miz is really trying to encourage Shane and says they have, they have competition tonight. Yeah. Out come the Bryant brothers because they're in L.A. Yeah. And these two have hit as many free throws in the last week as Lonzo Ball. So big fans. One is Eli Everfly, who appears on a lot of the Janela uh, shows. Uh, and he ends up getting a win over the mm-hmm. Miz. Nothing, nothing to this match. Miz beats him up. Eli Everfly rolls him up for the the win in a small package. Harmless, good for Eli Everfly, and I'm interested in the Miz and Shane McMahon. What do you have on this? Um, I will say that the Miz doing the Shane O'Mac shuffle is yeah. the the new best thing ever. Um, he's the Miz is great, and you give him stuff like this to do, and and see let, let's see what you can do with with this with being Shane's biggest fan. Um, you know, whether or not it's, it's, um, sincere or whatever, uh, I, I, I thought it was great. Um, I love, I love Shane being on the, on the apron. Miz, do you want to tag in? Cause you can come in and beat these guys up. Yeah. And Shane's like, nah, I'm good. You, you go ahead. Cause Shane was still selling all the damage from, uh, from Sunday, which is good. Um, I don't know where this is going, but I, I, I love Miz. I mean, to me, it it appears to be headed toward uh, somehow a uh, babyface in spite of himself, Miz versus heel Daniel Bryan for the title at some point. Um, and I'm 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 all here for that. I'm just wondering to see how or if we wind up getting there. Uh, Kata Murray is the other tag team member. He actually did an enhancement match against Lars Sullivan. I would say that Eli Everfly has been more valuable than Contavious Caldwell Pope. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Isaac Bonga. Yeah. Mo Wagner. Mm-hmm. Michael Beasley for sure. Yeah. Well, Bees. Zubak. Jonathan Williams. More valuable than all of them. Put together. Sure. In the Staples Center this year, he's done mm-hmm. more than all of them. Yes. So good for him. Becky Lynch also posted a picture of her getting some sort of therapy uh, at <laughs> Bulletproof Labs. <clears throat> so our truth is backstage, revealed to be the gobbledygooker. Mm-hmm. Today are pilgrims. Mm-hmm. Okay. They cut a promo. Kofi is thankful for their forgotten Survivor Series win. Xavier wearing a 6-1. I love that he says that they are the one in 6-1. and one. <laughs> That's great. Maybe the pop of the night came for Xavier saying that he's thankful for his two terabyte hard drive so he doesn't have to delete Spider-Man to play Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> it's good. It's good stuff. Figure on the pulse, that guy. Yeah. And then Big E doesn't get a pop at all, really, when he says that he is thankful for the two juicy, succulent breasts. The turkey breasts, Alex. And he licks what? a turkey. Yes, he does. Although they would be very thankful for those breasts shortly afterwards. What was the name of this food fight? The Thanksgiving feast fight? Is that what it was? Hell if I know. I have Thanksgiving food fight listed. I don't know. Sad to see Big Show hobbling around, but he still has a great spot in this match. I did love that Sheamus blamed his loss on Survivor Series to Drake Maverick pissing his pants. Checks out. Fine with it. Well, that's actually what happened. There was a distraction caused, and he lost because of that. Yes. Fine with it. Woods gets worked over in the bar's corner until he does an inverted infrared. Kofi gets his hot tag and a pilgrim outfit. 
Big E comes in and battles Show, who is on the apron. And as Show is trying to hang on to the rope, Big E kicks it. I love that spot. Yeah. And Show takes a tumble, a very nice one, yes. through a table with food all over it, Alex. Big Show, st- not doing a lot, but what he did, it yeah. made an impact. Yeah. Took, hit, literally made an impact on the table and all the stuffing. Yeah. I, I was a big fan of that. And then... <laughs> Kofi Kingston does a what all I, all I can say is a turkey axe handle drop on yep. on Sheamus rather who bumps through a table. Yeah. That isn't easy to do. No, it's not. He went. There are people when they they jump off the top rope through a table onto somebody can't break the table. No, Sheamus off a double axe handle, not even a double axe handle bump. It was right. a turkey bump. Turkey bump went through the table. That was impressive. Very I impressive. I, I, I'm wondering if maybe it was the tryptophan that just knocked him out. <laughs> Cesaro gets pinned with the turkey sledge in the ring, and they assaulted Cesaro with a ton of food. It was borderline uncomfortable. It looked like they were making an attempt to hurt him with the food. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, they, what's the thing that they call the, the Halloween street fight thing that they do with pumpkins? Trick or street year? fight. Trick or street fight. I mean... Really, I mean, we we they, they a couple years ago they had that Fourth of July barbecue food fight. We still don't know who put the cake in Kevin Owens' face. Get to the bottom of that. I'm gonna try to find out one day. The thing is, I got to get a hold of writers who were around at that time. <laughs> they're, they're not around anymore. No. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, don't don't they do something also in Christmas time with candy canes and crap? I mean, listen, it's harmless stuff. It's always on SmackDown. They'll yeah. never, ever put something like this on Raw because Raw is serious entertainment and this is just mindless crap. And I would love to see this in the middle of a three-hour Raw. I would much prefer it, honestly. Oh, yeah. Listen, like, they did, I mean, I, they advanced some stuff with the Charlotte thing, I guess, um, and, um, you know, the Randy... It's Ray really Nash. just Daniel Bryan. That's it really the only just, other thing. The only thing that happened tonight was the Daniel Bryan promo, which we'll talk at length about, I'm sure. Um, that you could you could have actually used some of your time, the two hours, to do anything with any of the other characters, but instead, Turkey. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, a few years ago, they had Alberto Del Rio interrupt his newly babyface turn to yeah. run over Santa, which yeah. I loved. It was hilarious. Yeah. So that match happened. Asuka and Naomi defeated Absolution. Double running ass bumps from Asuka, Asuka, Asuka and Naomi. I'm glad to see Sonya and Mandy tagging again, but on the same page, not quite. Naomi cracks Sonya with a nice kick, tags out to Asuka, who still gets great reactions and beats Mandy's ass pretty well. Then Sonya is nowhere for Mandy to tag out of, and that leads to a little miscommunication. Sonya gets kicked and tapped out. The only real takeaway outside of minor miscommunication that I got from this match was that Asuka and Naomi had matching gear made. Yes. Or that Naomi had matching gear made for... The, yeah, Naomi had it made for Asuka. Yep. And with our uh, Bob Sparkplug Holly gear from last night for Sasha and Bailey, these women, they think there are tag belts coming because they went out and had this gear made and even the tag belts aren't happening, they're damn well going to wear this gear that they had made. Well, I think those belts fucking suck! Yeah. We're just going to go the Bob <laughs> Holly route with that one. Um, I uh, I thought this was, you know, harmless. 
it is it is heartwarming to me that so many of the local crowds remember that Asuka is awesome. And it's encouraging to me that if they ever really wanted to, you know, could figure out a way to do it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. They could, it would take them literally one episode of SmackDown to turn her back into the fan favorite killer that she was in NXT because the people would accept it and they could, they could give her a title program right away if they wanted to. We don't know if they want to ever, but I think they're still there. Should probably go the manager route with her. Sure. That's fine too. I'm, I'm down for that. But I mean, I would legitimately have her probably run a gauntlet. Yeah. In a gauntlet match, have her start off and beat some people that won't be hurt by her beating them. Yeah. I mean, Billy Kay, not hurt. Peyton Royce, not hurt. Zelina, not hurt. Mandy and Lana, even, not hurt. She could just run the gauntlet, do really well, gets that heat back. <clears throat> Daniel Bryan comes out. I really enjoyed this promo. Yeah. Says that the betrayal of him came three years ago when he accepted retirement, and Daniel Bryan doesn't accept failure. He went to doctors and spent three hours a day in a hyperbaric chamber that gave him the silence he needed to think about things. He chanted fickle at the crowd. It's going to get over, too. We're going to get fickle chance. For cheering AJ Styles after he came back, for all, after all of what he experienced, says the yes movement is dead and if that is true Alex they are going to need to change those side blades as yep. Mr. Warren Hayes pointed out. Yeah. Daniel Bryan's promo was essentially guy outside the liquor store who is drunk and doesn't have money to get more drunk and I'm okay with that because hey why not? He's had a yeah. lot of time to think about things yeah. and uh, I'm open to seeing where this goes. I I really enjoyed this. Uh didn't love that it started out with these people don't understand. Yeah, these people is slightly more nuanced and but less less used than the uh, standard you people, but still not great. However, there was a point for the first quarter of this. I thought he was delivering the promo to the title belt because there was a like you said. I don't expect you to understand. I don't expect these people to understand. I'm going to explain to you why I did this. Because, like, the idea of that, of just the idea of being the champion is the, is, was, was the subject of this promo. Uh, I, I, I really liked all this. All of his reasoning seems sound, even though he's delivering it and being crazy about it. Like, I totally, he's the supervillain explaining to James Bond why he's going to blow up California. Like, okay, 
I understand you were wronged by the you know, society of whoever decides who a mad scientist is, but really, this you're probably going over over the line here. Um, I uh, I thought this was great. Um, I'm I'm here for Daniel Bryan being wild eyed and crazy, but still wearing a nice cardigan over a flannel shirt and uh, some hipster shoes. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting that he's walking that line. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I think they should change the, the side plates to the the Japanese characters for American Dragon because he's he's channeling some old school Daniel Bryan stuff right now, and I'm 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 excited for it. Very much enjoyed this, and I'm excited to see where it goes from here. <clears throat> Main event time already. Yep. There's a really terrible written Rey Mysterio promo about how dangerous Orton is. We get something uh, very similar out of Orton. In the match, Orton dodges a 6-1-9, but eats a seated senton outside the ring. Mysterio gets knocked off the top rope, and Orton yanks at Ray's mask, rips a pretty good amount of it, too. Uh, one of my f- There were a couple of spots in this match I really liked. Orton sidestepping a Ray drop kick. That's not something that happens in Ray's last run at the end of it. He's not even, I don't know if he's taking a bump like that even. But Mysterio fights back, gets a springboard leg drop. Orton catches a 619, but can't avoid it for a third time. And then we see what is instantly one of my favorite RKOs of all time. Ray has been doing this uh, baseball slide sp- splash to the outside of the ring. And he goes for it, but Randy catches him in an RKO. And what I like is this didn't lead to a roll in the ring and kick out. It led to Randy being like, let me hit another for good measure. And he does. Mm-hmm. And he wins. Fairly, just a perfectly fine match. I loved the finish. This was, without a doubt, in my estimation, the best thing on the show. But largely inconsequential, as it turns out. Just a placeholder to get them past Thanksgiving. Yep. Alex, your thoughts? Um, I mean... <laughs> Uh, what is there to talk about? There's really nothing to talk about. It, it's uh, the idea that, like, for the first time on SmackDown in 12 years, when you're, when you're, like, I understand it's been a long time, but um, when you have two guys on your show who are that, who have that kind of longevity, uh, and it just, it just feels, it feels old. Like watching Randy Orton versus versus Rey Mysterio feels like it's 2006. Like it just, that's, I mean, it, it does, and it's it's a weird thing. I also like the RKO. I did enjoy the finish. Uh, I think him ripping the the mask off of Rey Mysterio uh, is is interesting, considering they have a whole storyline going on two hundred five live right now that I'm sure Randy doesn't watch or yeah. the writers of SmackDown, where TJP is is collecting luchador <laughs> masks. Well, I mean, I don't know if they can even do that storyline anymore if it's going to be a thing where where Randy. Takes is taking Ray's mask. This is the other thing is that I, I wouldn't, I mean, would it shock me if they had Ray wrestle without the mask from now on, at least for a little while? No. Would I like that? Probably not. But yeah. like, there's other things that they can do for, for with, with this beyond it. Um, I, I also would not be shocked if somewhere in the middle of the card at t- TLC, we get Randy Orton versus Ray Mysterio. And then trying to pass that off as something special when we just watched it for free tonight. So here we are. That's SmackDown. That's all that happened on SmackDown. That's all, that's all of it. Every last bit. We're 28, 29 minutes into our review, and I've covered two news stories as well. Yes. 
You know how much I hate this shit, Alex. I yes. want a good what is it? 59 minutes, 59 seconds every single episode. Yes. That's what I it's what I target. And it's not like, oh, well, Sean and Alex don't care about what's – there's nothing to talk about but on the show. I don't know what you talk about. Like, and even – here's the thing. Even uh, the, the Daniel Bryan thing, like it's an interesting angle, but we don't know where it's headed. AJ Styles wasn't on yeah. the, the show tonight, so we can't talk about how he reacted to it. There are a whole bunch of really important players that did not appear tonight. Samoa Joe, we don't know if he's pissed about losing so quickly in that in that thing. Becky Lynch wasn't on the show tonight. We don't know what the status of the women's title is. I mean, Nakamura's not on the show. Nakamura's not on the show. We don't get to talk to him. Talk about how he lost to Seth Rollins. Where's Andrade Cien Almas? Yeah, all these people who aren't on the show tonight, like, there's nothing to talk about. How 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 much can you really delve into a Thanksgiving feast fight? You can't. There's no the Bruce Usos, Evan Aiden English broke up. The Usos who won the only match not that on the show. won. Not on the show. Yeah, they 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 had to break up Rusev Day though, so the Colognes would have at theirs. It's so wild, man. I don't get it. I don't yeah. understand it. And they, they, I was they, talking they, to a wrestler today. I was like, man, there are so many people that are just so over right now, too. Yeah. There's a lot. They, There's no they, excuse for that. They literally could have waited five or six weeks to break up Rusev Day after Survivor Series and gotten Rusev and Aiden yeah. a Survivor Series payday instead so of the colognes. So what we're going to do is talk about some news. Again, guys, this show brought to you by FightfulSelect.com. If you like this podcast or other post shows, we have a lot of bonus content at FightfulSelect.com. That is the most direct way you guys can support us. Retro reviews, Q&A shows. Weekly reviews of NXT, 205 Live, NXT UK, Impact, Ring of Honor, NWA, Being the Elite, all that stuff. We pack those into our two big weekly shows. Although Warren has been going live with a special NXT UK only show on Thursdays because they've been cramming in two episodes. Might leave that one open for free this week since it's Thanksgiving night. Not a lot of content. Not expecting my my team to work Thanksgiving or not asking them to rather. Fightful Select is the place to go. Today, we posted the latest dark match commentary. Former UFC fighter Ron Waterman against Jeff Hardy. A rare dark match for Jeff Hardy. That was a lot of fun. He did not get much offense in on that one. Uh, I talked about the the history of the wrestlers, uh, that time. A lot of nice little background info there. Check it out. Might be something you like. If you're watching on YouTube, I actually have a playlist full of free Fightful Select content that you all can preview. But here's a story that's been making a lot of headlines, Alex, and we we had this up today. A Puerto Rican star, Cuervo, hit with a concrete block and taken to the hospital. Did you see this video, Alex? I did not. I don't know if I want to. Here's the story as it appears on FightfulWrestling.com. At the Lucha Libre Boom uh, show on November 19th, Puerto Rican star Cuervo was blindsided by a concrete block by Angelo Dimanio. Dimanio was in the ring and tossed the block at Cuervo, who was outside the ring with his back turned. Here is the video. Jeez. Flat, stiff, knocked out. Cuervo was taken to the hospital for x-rays, and Lucha Blog reports that Cuervo is being evaluated by doctors, but no decision has been made on what they will do next. Dimanio posted on Facebook saying, sadly... These things happen. 
and alluded to this being a receipt for hard chair shots delivered by Cuervo earlier in the match, saying, if we count the chair shots to my back, I'll leave it at this. Cuervo is a former five-time WWC tag team champion, has been touring with IWR in Mexico. What an outstanding piece of shit Demonio is. And Kurt Angle actually replied to Fightful's video of this and said, give me five minutes with this guy and he'll never be in the business again. (laughs) Bully Ray responded to that and said, I don't think you'd need five minutes. Alex, your your thoughts seeing something like that? Because there's still this, these stupid people out there that will, there are people who exist who will say, ain't ballet. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, I don't think in ballet they chuck concrete blocks at each other from. Well, that's why it ain't ballet. You know, that's uh, the thing is that it's hard to make that comparison. Uh yeah, that's that's you know, don't don't do that. Don't don't do that. I mean, here's the other thing. Also, I in my opinion, don't do anything with fluorescent light tubes that might you know nick your jugular if you're in a beloved '90s film star. David Arquette, uh, yeah, that, I mean, like, seriously, like, this, this uncalled for. Like, yeah. okay, he hit you too hard with a chair in the back, so let's murder him with a concrete block. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a good old movie from the '90s called Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, where some guy gets punched in the face and then he pulls out a gun and shoots the guy, and later the guy who survives that encounter, his friend's like, no, 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 no. You can't claim self-defense. Self-defense is I hit you, you hit me back. Not I hit you, you kill me. That's not self-defense. So come on. ground laws, man. People wilding out. So uh, I just retweeted a tweet that I, I would appreciate if you all also would. It's from Rob Viper on Twitter who says, for those who haven't heard, a group of wrestlers and promoters got together and are putting together a benefit show for Cuervo who's going to need financial help with his rehab and will not be able to wrestle for a long time, presuming he is even able to live a normal life. Unfortunately, Mexico is not like the rest of the world where every wrestler has a PayPal tied to their bank account or can create a T-shirt through a company to assist with medical costs. It's very much old school, and that all the cash collected from ticket sales will just be dumped into an account uh, or him or handed straight to the hospital rehab facility since he's a foreigner who is stuck in Mexico until his health improves. However, um, there is a benefit show that is being run if there's anything you guys can do to help out this guy, I'm not usually one for like, hey, yeah, let, let's get together and do this. But the guy may never – who knows if he'll even have normal brain function for any extensive period of time after this. And that is downright tragic. That isn't something that should be happening in pro wrestling. The art of pro wrestling is making it look like it hurts without making it hurt. Yeah. That is the entire art of of the thing, and I feel terrible for the guy, and, and I hope things get better for him. <sighs> Guys, make sure you all join us tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern, Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, if you're uh, listening on Wednesday. I Time have for a the press uh, conference, Alex. What? I have a, what? I have, I have a quick report from the dark match tonight because I have a friend who's in the, the arena. Oh, yeah. The Miz versus Daniel Bryan was the dark match tonight. That sounds fun. The Miz is out here leading Yes Chance. That's great. And chasing a heel da- Daniel Bryan and dragging him back into the ring. Uh, <laughs> how show ass heel Daniel Bryan 
Can't get any offense on the Miz and low blows him to draw a deliberate DQ. This is this is the new Daniel Bryan. I love apparently. it. This is I, interesting, man. They're I'm starting for up it. something something new. You know what? Uh, a quick plug for Fightful Gaming. If you all search Fightful Gaming on our YouTube, you'll see why Daniel Bryan did that. Because it took me seven or eight times to beat the Miz <laughs> on my goddamn stream. It was a, it was an embarrassing display of gaming. Uh, Thursday or Wednesday, rather, 3 p.m. Eastern. Listen, you boy, number 99. You will see the final edition of the press conference. Me versus Melissa. We are fighting at Listen, you boy, number 100. You can see the full unedited edition of that press conference at FightfulSelect.com. Alex, we got a few minutes. I'm getting past that 40-minute mark for our viewers, so I got to ask you. Yep. What are the wizards gonna do? I I, I don't know. Uh, implode? Complete thing. Completely fall apart? I get it. They're a trash team. They really are. Yeah. When I look at it, I'm like, well, first off, they got lucky that they got Dwight Howard there. They got <laughs> lucky that they yeah. were able to lure him because he's just pretty good this year. But even though he broke his butt, yeah, you got John Wall, and I get it. That contract is wild, man. You got Bradley Beal. It's also a busy contract. But I look at this and I'm like, what do they think they're going to get back that's any better? Well, that's the other thing. They're, they're not. And the, the, you got you got you to, it's, it's the idea of you trade a quarter for three nickels and a few pennies. And that's what, that's what you get. You don't get a, you don't get the actual thing. I mean, Bradley Beal's trying out here trying to be the second best player or in his mind, first best player on an Eastern Conference uh, contender. And really, he's the third or fourth option on a really good team. Like yeah. a guy who can fill it up from three on his good nights and on his bad nights, you don't give him the ball. That's who Bradley Beal is. I mean, he can he's a poor, very poor man's Clay Thompson, like on his best nights. John Wall can lead a team, but you don't need him to be your number one scoring option. So the, I feel like these guys will wind up in places where they can actually help out as opposed to being in each other's throats on, you know, some Eastern Conference also ran. We're at this weird point of the NBA, and the NBA is a weird league, man. Yeah, it's it where they – it's where teams will see two players and change – it will change every other team because yeah. of two players on one team. Yeah. And you will effectively – like, you'll, you'll see all these teams that are, like, regretting – signing their big men who can't shoot threes yep. to these deals and like sacrifice them. And Hassan Whiteside, maybe not worth his contract, got cut like what, two or three times? Yeah. That should tell you how weird the league is. Yeah. There are well, players no. that aren't starting who could be all-stars right. out of weird, stubborn situation. It, it's odd. The The league is so weird that uh, for, for, my, for my Milwaukee Bucks, you got Brooke Lopez out here eight, hitting eight threes in a game when he didn't hit eight threes in his first eight seasons or whatever it was. Like he's hit 385 in his last two seasons, but didn't even take a three for most of his first seasons because why would you? You're seven foot two. But now you like if all he does is spot up, he doesn't even doesn't even go into the lane on offense and he's a dead ass shooter. I love it. <laughs> I watched I've watched every Kentucky basketball game for decades. DeMarcus Cousins took three or six three-pointers yeah. his entire collegiate career. He make he made 131 in 2016-17. Yeah. And hey, that's good for him. 
that's good for him. But it's weird the way the league gets to the point, Alex, where expiring contracts are as good as gold because of the weirdness that surrounds free agent frenzy every year. Yep. Yeah. So when, as a Bulls fan, fan, I'm looking at this and I'm like, God, we've got a lot of expiring contracts. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's turn them over. There's going to be a funny time, and I hope it's when Louisville gets an expansion team. Because you know there are always those teams, Alex, who in yeah. free agency, they will unload players who are honestly, they play above their contract. They're right. better than their contract allows. But because they, they're trying to free up all this space yeah. to get one player, right. they're like, oh, we'll give it away for nothing. What I want is a team to just draft a bunch of expiring contracts in the expansion draft yeah and then take all this horse shit yeah that people are whether uh, you're gonna see a, an expansion team do very well eventually because of free agent frenzy but what what can it what can the wizards get out of a john wall who i love i mean one of my favorite kentucky players of all time and they just re-signed him and he's he's on the hook for four years after this you're talking 40, 43, 46 million. Yeah. No, it's it's uh too much money. I don't I can't imagine somebody out there like it's not like it's baseball where there's no salary cap. Yeah. You know, I mean I don't see somebody signing uh, keeping that guy because it's so expensive uh, unless I, I mean I I can't imagine it. I honestly can't. There's there's the problem is every year you have uh teams sign guys for way more money than they're worth because they also have a salary floor. Like, oh yeah. The, the we entire have this money, we have to spend it. So what is it? The entire 2016 free agency. Yeah. Yeah. I was lucky that the bulls, the worst they did was like Felicio. That was, that was <laughs> for his 8 million a year. And they're trying to get him minutes by benching Robin Lopez at this point. But when I look at these teams, I'm like, okay, if I'm Washington, I try to target the teams where, you know, that are honestly quite like you that can't attract free agents. Maybe right. Cleveland has something. Yeah. Maybe Cleveland is so desperate to get somebody that can transform their team or lead their yeah. team yeah. that they'll give up maybe a Colin Sexton or somebody yeah. like that for yeah. one of these players. Cause they've got a lot of shit they can move around too. Cleveland can move around like George Hill and Jordan right. Clarkson and all these people that are too much, but, don't have five-year deals. It's wild, man. I can't wait till NBA trade deadline. Yeah, you know, a, a team that I think would be really great for John Wall, particularly because of the way that they play and where they play. I don't know what kind of package Denver could throw together for John Wall, but him running up and down the court, running dudes out of the gym in mile high, that'd be a lot of fun. And they don't have a star player. Like, he could yeah. actually really fill it up for them uh, they, they, like, I'm thinking. Well, they, somebody, they have, they have Jokic. He's, he's a star. Right, he's a star. But, but again, not anybody that that who isn't you and me would be like, oh yeah, Jokic. I know who that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, as I look at it, it's well. The thing is, Wall's only on the hook for 19 million this year. So if they traded Hernan Gomez and uh, maybe, gosh, they'd have to. Like, man, it's rough. It's just rough, and they don't even have their own draft pick next year. Brooklyn has it. Because of the Fareed trade. Yeah. Woof. Woof. Guys, that was your NBA bonus. You know what? If you want uh, more wrestling talk, have WWE uh, book some good shit. Because I hate having to rely on NBA talk at the end of a podcast. 
This is where we are. Follow Alex at Palowski the fourth. Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Listen, your boy, 99. You want to watch that presser. We're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.